0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We'll talk the games and all the rest about the team that we love best. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We're going to talk about the Cardinals all night long.
1: Widespread stance, arms out over the plate. Bickford from the stretch, the 1-1 pitch, a swing, and there it goes, left field, way back, that's home run number 700, Pujols hits a three-run homer, and he hit
0: 699 and 700 at Dodger Stadium on September 23rd, 2022.
1: Good morning and welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual, I'm your host, Ado Shopped Off, C70 at the bat, at C70. On Twitter with me as always, Alan Medlock from Red Dirt Redbird Bird, a Bedlock one on Twitter. Saturday morning, uh, after a historic Friday night, um, Alan and we were talking before we got started. We expected this show to go a, a little bit different direction throughout the whole week, and we'll get to the problems the Cardinals have had. But last night was just incredible as Albert hits not only six ninety nine but seven hundred uh, in back to back innings uh, in in a place that. Uh, has a little special special to to him as well
0: yeah we uh we knew that something would happen in la and we you and i talked about it last week about how we we expected something to happen on the west coast on these late night games um you knew that one of the home runs would probably be hit at dodger stadium just because of the, the history and thinking back of the things that we've talked about over the past month or so of this is the first time in probably three or four years that you just know, and it may be that the caliber of player that Pujols is, mm-hmm. that you, when something's going to happen, they're going to make it happen, and you can kind of count on it, and you and book it. And we haven't really had that recently, but uh, you can have it there. I I will say I didn't expect it to happen in two at bats back to back yeah. on, a, on opening night Friday under the uh, under the national spotlight, which I have some issues with, but but uh, yeah, it was special. And to see the crowd and as electric as it was, it, it was awesome last night.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, well, at least for those that got to see it, um, again, we have talked about the Apple TV situation throughout the, the year. And while I do appreciate the fact that you don't necessarily have to have a subscription for it, it's still a lot of extra jumps and, and hoops to go through. Um, and, you know, as most people pointed out last night, um, it's... For a, for a guy that has called so many of Albert's home runs for Danny Mac not to get to call 700 uh, because it was a national game was was tough I mean it, it, again it could have been an ESPN game it could have been a Fox game at some point in time it's not like this is the only time that, that Danny Mac hasn't called but for it to be a historic game on a Friday night on you know a, a situation where you're not going to get a guy like Danny Mac to be able to call it it that's a little bit disappointing, but I think it's a, a small thing in the whole scheme of things.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and it's uh, it drove me to follow up with the uh, radio broadcasts mm-hmm. as well right after just to see how those went. And Dan was one with them, but Rooney took the calls. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those just that the change up, and and I thought you had a good point to where if it's anywhere else, those are probably going to be. Uh, uh, MLB Network is going to be showing the at bats breaking in on, on their uh, on their broadcasting and their what their shows that were on that they could see it and that that's another thing that was kind of lost in this. I mean, honestly, it, it's small to me and 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 ultimately it could have been the best thing is being in the national spotlight and being on a, a streaming service, which maybe more I see. I don't really know, but but uh, it does take away a little bit of the sentimentality that we were hoping for, but, but you know, it happened and it's something that, you know, three months ago, I can't say that I was completely convinced that it would.
1: No, not at all. I mean, and it's, yeah, I, I feel a little bit bad. Well, I do feel bad for, for Jason Hill from Bevel Birds. We have Jason on a couple of times, but Jason may have been one of the more adamant people in February that the signing of Albert Pujols was, uh, you know, just a nostalgia, and it made no sense, and there was no reason to have him, and blah 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 blah. And he's had a lot of crow to eat this year, which he had has uh, definitely done so cheerfully. Um, but yeah, none, nobody at the I, few people really thought that he was going to get to this measure back in, you know, when they signed him. But it's like. I know we talked about it. 21 is, you know, that's a lot of home runs for a 42 year old guy, especially a guy that's probably not going to play every day. Um, But you know, when you saw what he had like four in June. Yeah, there was, there was no way. I mean, there was absolutely no possible way that Albert Pujols was going to be getting to 700. And it was, you know, we were a little, I think we've talked about it. It was disappointing. It it was still worth having him here, but you know, we hated to see that it wasn't going to be that. And then, I've seen some interviews, but Albert said right before the all-star break, you know, he was making adjustments and something clicked. And I mean, it, it's been, it's been classic pools, right? I mean, oh, you know, yeah. there have been stretches that have been even better, I think than any stretch we ever saw the first 10 years or 11 years he was here.
0: Yeah. It's uh, I, I was going back to some numbers today and I mean, it's not, not a deep dive or anything, mm-hmm. but uh it's, you know, we talked about how he can just go on runs and, uh, you know, you can just kind of count on things happening. It's weird that he had 20 and 21 last night with 15 of them in the second half, Yeah, you know, after, after what is historically we know as a, uh, a dip due to the, um, uh, uh, home run derby. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those that it's just found the fountain of youth. I mean, and it's, and it's been classic. I mean, huge hits. That's that's what's been the most impressive to me is I was I was bragging to a group. I said, you know, this this happening on a uh, a situation where just ch- you're just chasing the numbers. One thing to do it in a pennant chase when your home runs are huge is yeah. uh, is significant. And uh, and I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's just it's 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 awesome. And it's uh, it's it, impressive, something that we may never see again.
1: No, probably probably not. You're right. I mean these are not well, one, they're not cheap home runs in the fact that they're not they're meaningful and they're they're not wall scrapers, right? I mean he's Yeah. These are neither one of those last night was in any doubt whatsoever after he hit it. Um yeah, it to think that I think that that's the other thing we thought, you know, when when Albert comes up, when they sign Albert it was okay he's going to get his time but it's not he's not going to be the major contributor to this team but you could argue especially over the last couple of months he might be the most important cardinal and and that's saying something when you've got most likely the national league mvp and perhaps the national league mvp runner up on this team but albert has, has played more regularly over the last you know 3 or 4 weeks and probably has been more productive than those two guys cuz they've been in a little bit of a slump. It's I mean it's it would seem bad to say a 42 year old guy is your best player but you know this is Albert Pujols and and that's not slighting anybody else. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh that's crazy.
0: I mean, that, like I said in Jason's defense, I felt the exact same way. I thought this was just kind of a uh, a victory lap, and it and uh, and it wouldn't produce much, and the body was given down on him, given out on him, and one of those things. And and it's just that's it, further that's the furthest thing from the truth right now because now he's one of your best options, you know. And here we thought you know the big three would be O'Neill, we didn't think it would be poo-holes.
1: <laughs> that's true, <laughs> and you know again in Dodger Stadium, uh, a town obviously in LA that he's. I mean, he's only played in two towns, right? He's played in St. Louis. He's played in L.A. It, just most of them for the Angels. But I think that, I think that without his time in Dodger Blue last year, we don't get Albert this year, right? I mean, it really yeah. feels. Oh, good. without a doubt, yeah. In it, that rejuvenation, yeah,
0: it. yeah, and not, not to not to speak over you a little bit. I Derek had a, a good Gould had a very good article this morning. In the post this past, yeah, mapping that out exactly, and how he and Pujols even says that that uh, if if I wouldn't have if, if the Dodgers wouldn't have signed me or if, if I hadn't been re-energized here in L.A. I would have retired. He goes, he was pretty much decided to do that, and in and the trip to St. Louis never would have happened. So that's uh, I think it holds a special place for him, and I think that that was part of the uh, motivation behind last night.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely expected him to get. Six ninety nine out there after this week. Um, I kind of thought with Albert's flair for the dramatic, he might say seven hundred for for Bush Stadium, but it was also you know they've not only got to play three games out in L A. They have to play you know two in Milwaukee before they get to go home. So I imagine he's still got one in the tank for for Busch Stadium. But oh, I would you know. think
0: so. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah um, that's I was thinking that last night. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, if he had to be outside of St. Louis, I think Dodger Stadium meant a lot to him. It meant a lot to everybody. And man, I mean, how, how rough does it have to be in Anaheim? Right. You know I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's different for different people, but you know, and he spent 10 years there and you know, expectations weren't great or, or high and he didn't necessarily meet them. And you know, it was, you know, this bad contract and stuff like that. So, so maybe all that wore down, but you know given the fact that the angels have been non-competitive for a long time even with really great players i mean you what you just gotta wonder about that culture and stuff out there um it's and we'll see if they you know you know they're up for sale now so we'll see if a new owner can change things around but it feels like there's just it's like a black hole out there in anaheim
0: yeah yeah and it's uh it's just a mess i mean you have uh it's funny, not to just to pour yeah. it on, but, but you just kind of wonder, you had Pujols, um, a, uh, the best player in baseball, arguably, in the last five mm-hmm. years, and Trout, and a generational player in Otani, and you're still terrible. You know, you just kind of wonder, you, you wonder where the breaking point is on that, and it, it may be Marino. We, we've, all, we've always said that uh, he's going to spend some stupid money, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's kind of, you feel like that uh, – that, that ship may have sailed, and he's gonna have to get rid of the ball club. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you go out there, and and uh, it's funny of how often. Like, I will say this as a guy that watches ball every night. I think that anybody could tell that on the way that we do shows. I didn't know until this morning that he hit 4.99 and 500 in the same night. Yeah, I had no clue on that, and I was thinking that's how forgotten you are in L.A. Mm-hmm. Your second fiddle to the Dodgers, anyway. When in and. and, and my, Nicholas always had a good point on this. He said they think that that Albert was signing in L.A., but he was actually signing in Anaheim, you know, type yeah. situation. And it's it's just a different world out there. And and I think you're right. I mean, you 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 strike, you 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 touched on a good point there. That uh, it's unfortunate that, that those nine years are kind of that could have potentially been forgotten if it wasn't for the return here and the run at seven hundred.
1: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know what Albert... I mean, Albert's legacy was secure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer no matter what happens.
0: Well, and we argued that, that that his first 10 years were maybe the first, best 10 years of anyone, you know, type situation. Right. right. Um,
1: But I don't know that he gets the national spotlight, rehabilitation, the, the... He gets a chance to get to those numbers that lets people honor him. And really, I mean, like today, they put out the fact that he's the only player, he and Hank Aaron are the only players with 3,000 hits and 700 home runs. I mean, that's, yeah, two players in the whole game that have done both of those things. Um, I think we've had a chance to see, I was reading an article last night um, from Toronto, and they were talking to the Toronto players about how much Albert Pujols meant to them um, and the connections they had with him and, and some of them that, had real good connections because one of them was Kevin Biggio, who was talking about how much he hated Pujols after the home run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then he got to know him and stuff like that as he grew up and, 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 uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Who, you know, knew him as well. Um, but just to see that mentorship that we're seeing at the Albert, I mean, cause we watched it all year long, right. With, with mostly with Juan Yepes, but Anybody, I mean, he's, uh, we've seen him sitting with Brenda Donovan. and we've seen him fairly, everybody's talking about how Albert will, will work with him or talk with him or, you know, I think that he's, he knows what he has and what he can help other people with and he's been really open with that. And yeah, I just think that if he had ended his career being released by the Angels, he wouldn't, it would just, I don't know, I don't want to say he wouldn't get the respect, but I don't think he'd have the aura that he should have had, and now that he does have, with the revitalization and in, in, uh, with the Dodgers, and then being able to come back to St. Louis.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's special all the way around. It uh, shows what kind of special person he is. As much as we, yeah, I think everybody was was slightly hurt. They got it, you know, that he yeah. left, yeah. but was slightly hurt about this. But to completely rebuild the image, and it seems like that started in the game in 19 when he returned, is, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it, he would have been a forgotten guy out there, which a lot of guys are on the West Coast, unfortunately, because they don't get the spotlight. I mean, it's one of those to where I know that this is it. You can argue this point um, just because of the numbers, and, and there's gonna always a, no, a larger number out there. But, but uh, it's kind of crazy that Albert's trumped Judge. Yeah, so much in this with with Judge being in New York, making the run at uh, Maris's record, which means a lot to to everyone in New York and baseball. But yeah. Albert being Albert has kind of trumped that, and that says a lot about the persona that he is, and and with the baseball season in St. Louis is that you're in New York where all this originated in your second fiddle.
1: Yeah, there is there is something to that, and I I will say, I wonder, you know, for Yankee fans if they're not following that, you know. That, that's much more intense for them than maybe some other probably so. probably so but, but nationally i think yeah as much as there has been you know like we've talked about i didn't even realize and that's partly me because i just kind of don't focus on the rest of the league as much but you know i don't think i realized where judge was until he hit like 55 or something like that and i was like oh okay i, I knew he was doing well i didn't realize he was doing that well um but yeah i mean and, and that's the thing you know it's we our generation especially lived through you know mcguire and sosa and then bonds and granted that's you know tainted somewhat now but we have seen this um you know we we saw bonds with 700 we haven't seen anybody else i mean there's only been four you know i mean so it's it's a little bit more unique it's just amazing to say because 60 is not you know common by any means but you know to be for judge to be doing this in a year where somebody's doing something even rarer, uh probably hurts him a bit. But yeah, it's uh you're right. It's it's kind of a crazy and, you know, I, I think that he'd be doing this anyway, but if he was doing this in a pirates jersey, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah. know that anybody I mean, it would still be a big deal, but I think that whole the whole story of him coming back to St. Louis of him and Yachty saying, this is it for sure. Um, You know, the possibility of Adam Weiner, but that's that's kind of in the mix there. But, you know, all that, plus the history of, of Yachty and Weino's records and stuff like that. I think you put all that and, you know, it's that whole, how can you not be romantic about baseball? That brings a lot more to the table than if he was just doing this in some random place and he was just kind of, I don't want to say hanging on to get the record, but, if he was in Pittsburgh, that's pretty much what he'd be doing.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, you know, we, and we wondered about that, uh, about how, um, how much this may have meant to him and mm-hmm. how much that was a goal. You know, he says one thing, but you, but you never know 700 special. And I wouldn't blame him, you know, to say that, that, that was a goal, but yeah, it's, it, it's going to hit different in St. Louis. I mean, in, in that uh, I think that adds to the, uh, the fairy tale that, that, that we're seeing right now, you know, so hopefully that leads to, to bigger things as Cardinals fans.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think it's very telling to go to that point that you're saying there about, you don't, he says it doesn't make, mean a whole lot to him. Again, I know it it means something, but yeah, I don't think as far as I can tell from, you know, you know, 696, 697, 698 and, and all these, he's not taken any of those home run balls. Right. He's had the opportunity except for 700. Apparently the guy took off and is going to keep it or more likely sell it i guess um but and he didn't care you know he's like hey that's for them you know i think he's more about you know one he's more about trying to win but he's also about hey i did it i don't necessarily need the you know actual ball to show that i did it you know he's not worried about that kind of stuff and i think that's pretty impressive because we have i mean most ball players i mean i don't know i would i'd I'd want at least the historic ones. Right. Just to say, Hey, that, you know, put them up on the shelf. And he's like, no, you know, if somebody else is going to get more use and value and, and, enjoyment out of that than I am great, more power to them. So that's, that's been pretty impressive. I think as well. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt about
0: it. It uh, um, that's like, it, he made a comment in that same article that I was telling you about where he, you know, he retrieved 699, but 700 left. Yeah. and they weren't they weren't willing to negotiate, but yeah, yeah, he's just like, hey, that's it's just memento, and those are for fans, and that that always says a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think so. Um, I think it was pretty pretty. The most notable, I guess, was the one where he passed a um, yeah, a rod, and they brought it back to him, and he's like, hey, this is going to mean something to you, and not only gave him that, but two other signed balls. You know, what I mean, it's like, yeah, I just I don't know, I don't know if I could do that, and no, that's pretty impressive. Um, and just I mean. You know, last night after 700, you know, just searching through Twitter and looking at people that are talking about it. you know, I've got different lists for different fans, you know, different teams. And, you know, the fans of everybody were just, it was just a completely everybody coming together and saying, Hey, this is awesome. I mean, I even saw, I think a Reds fan saying, you know, I hate Albert footballs, but 700s, you know, really <laughs> yeah. cool. um, it's, it's incredible to see. And, and the numbers that come out, you know, again, some of the stuff that's, it's just remarkable of of how he's done it. You know, he's hit off what 454 or 455 pitchers now. And, um, it's, it's remarkable. So it's been fun. And now, you know what? I think that's, of course we kept saying, (laughs) did we say this last week? He's probably not gonna play as much on the West coast. He's played every game. Um, he, I don't know if he plays any less over the next, you know, two weeks or week and a half. Um, 10 days, I guess, is what's left in the calendar. Um, but it's a little bit more fun to to, to watch this knowing that 700's in the rearview mirror, right? You don't have to have that little bit of stress of, is he going to get there? Now you can almost just really appreciate anything that he does.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I was, <laughs> I like we talked about last week, I was more concerned that we were going to end on 699 and you always would have <laughs> had the what if And boy, I was uh, stupid to think that. They're not <laughs> realizing that they were heading out west. You know, so, uh, so yeah, now you can, now you seem like you can get over it a little bit. You can focus and, uh, realize that you're still, you know, a week's worth of games up in the, uh, in the standings and, and four games away from clinching it outright. Something that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, that's, uh, it's going to be, I, it, now you kind of get laser focused. I, I would have said, I'm curious to see how they play today. Cause I can see it being, being a little bit laid back, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, hopefully they can turn things around and get it playing well and, uh, and roll right into a special run.
1: Yeah, hopefully so. And that's, I guess it's enough time to transition here. You know, last week when we recorded, we recorded a little bit late on Saturday morning. And so we, the first game of the doubleheader was just getting started. But since that time, you know, the Cardinals scored as many runs last night as I did the entire rest of the week. Um, it was, you know, an extra inning win against the Reds in that second game that was scoreless until the 10th with a, with the extra zombie runner, uh, you know, shut out three straight games before coming up with a win against the Padres and of course blowing up last night, you know, I don't know that I know there's, it there was a lot of concern. And I think there's somewhat fair because September has been a little bit iffy on the offense, but you know you I think you and I talked about it last night it's better to get that kind of a, a slump now and then hopefully you know have a chance to, to come out of it than to hit it right at the end of the season
0: yeah yeah that was a concern we've talked about that for the last two weeks that uh, you uh, I was I was like man I hope it's not a situation where they just played their best baseball and now it's just mm-hmm. a, it's a, to get see how things finish out. So to get that last night in such a special occasion, you hope that it kind of uh, sparks something a little bit. You you knew they were better than they had shown the last seven or eight days anyway. So yeah. now you just kind of hope that they find that happy medium and and not get shut out today, which they're notorious to do when they score a lot of runs. So, so it, it will be interesting to watch tonight just to see how things play out and uh, see what trajectory we think this is going to go on. Um, they're a good club. Now we can start lining up pitching and stuff like that, but yeah, offensive woes will get a will be uh, uh, will be a bigger issue when you're facing everybody's ones, twos, and potentially threes.
1: Yeah, and that's the big thing. It's it's remarkable that the you know the Cardinals go go and get shut out by so many teams, and they put up 11 against the best team in baseball. But um, yeah, this is. Uh, I think this is a big series. And I thought the Padres series was going to be big, which is a little bit concerning about, you know, they were shut down for, for two straight nights before coming back and rallying in that third game. Um, because these are the teams that you're going to be facing, and these are the p- type of pitchers you're going to be facing. Um, you know, the Cardinals haven't faced have faced the best, probably the best that the Padres have. Um, and Blake Snell looked really, really good that night. I mean, there was, I don't know if anybody would have hit him the way he was, was pitching yeah. kind that of night. Um, but they haven't, you know, they're not going to get the best of the Dodgers. I don't think pitching staff in this. I mean, they get Kershaw tonight today, but Kershaw's not what he was. I mean, he's still very good. Um, so yeah, I think this is, this is a a good test for them. Um, much more so than, you know, the ending the season with Pittsburgh. Um, but you know, sometimes it's just about, you know, getting that timing. And so maybe, you know. Even if they do struggle here, maybe getting six games against Pirates fishing is uh, enough to get them, you know, tuned in because and, and make whatever adjustments they need to. It's, you know, it's been tough for, you know, we haven't seen much out of Goldschmidt over the last two weeks. He hasn't hit a home run since September 7th. Um, Nolan has struggled some, although he's still got, you know, incredible defense going on. Yeah. Um, you know, really, I mean, we talked about this last week it was only Tommy Edmond, the only one that's really done anything over the last two or three weeks. Um, and that led to some interesting roster moves this week. I mean, I don't think I expected, even though he'd been struggling, I didn't expect Dolan Gorman to be sent down and one. Yepes to come up mainly because there's not that much time left in the minor league season. I just kind of figured they were going to roll with what they had to, for them to make that move. With so little time left in Memphis' schedule, was was kind of interesting. Yeah, and it, it's it's
0: one of those to where, in uh, in the past when there's when there is longer season, it's a hey, we just don't mm-hmm. want him to sit here and and, and not get at bats. So we won't even be able to get the work in, but there's not that much of a chance the, to right. do so now. Uh, the uh, I, I was I kind of thought the same thing when I saw the move. I was like, ah oh, man, you know that's just a bit to a larger emphasis on uh, Donovan and, and he's, he's answered, answered the call. Yeah. I mean, so that's, uh that's one thing that is, uh that that's nice so far as he seems to be coming back into uh, early season form. And that, that'll be nice to see. But uh but yeah, I was surprised with the move as well, just because it was one of those that you always feel like when they made the move, it was here to stay. And it, uh you know, obviously wasn't.
1: Yeah. And I do wonder, I mean, it, it obviously was something, it was some about a lot about, Nolan Gorman and him not, you know, having some struggles as of late. Um, I'm trying to pull up, you know, he has, he has four hits in September, two of which came against in one game against nationals. Um, You know, it's a lot about that, but it was also, I think somewhat about that was just about the only way you could get one Yepes up here. Yeah. Um and Yepes had hit well enough and they they needed a boost. And we saw, you know, Yepes hit a home run last night. Um and we'll probably see him more going forward. They're talking about what, a, basically a platoon outfield, you know, of different outfield varieties against lefties and stuff you know, going on. Um I wonder if there hadn't been a Yepes or if Yepes hadn't been hitting quite as well, if they would have just written it out with, really, with yeah. you know. Um but yeah, I don't know what that. I don't think I don't think that says a whole lot about Nolan Gorman and his future and anything like that. Um, you know, they kind of made a point right at the All Star break to it was it was he was one of the ones that they were telling, you know, in that National Series you're not going to be traded. So I don't you know I don't think that's going to have changed anything here. They're not looking to move him in the off season. So hopefully he's taking this and making the adjustments he needs to make because he still had. I mean, for, for a rookie, it wasn't just a terrible season, 14 homers, uh, you know, but as of late, he just kind of struggled, and we'll see if he can make some adjustments over the winter.
0: Yeah, that's uh, – we'll see. And yeah, I don't think it's more of a uh, <clears throat> losing faith in somebody. It's probably more of just, uh, you know, you're right, a move that uh, they're going to get him in the lineup a little bit more, and he adds a little bit more flexibility, which is funny to say, because the fact that we thought Yepes would with DH all year.
1: Yeah. But
0: uh, the – um it's 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 weird that uh, you know early in the season we thought it was going to be uh, uh, Gorman and Yepes basically splitting the DH role until they proved they couldn't and went and got Dickerson and Pujols and see where that's put them. So to see them swap for each other is kind of poetic, slightly, but uh, it is uh, it is a. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a knock on him at all, and he'll definitely be back, and he'll be back in the mix next year. And it's it may just be uh like we like you and I seem to say a hundred times a year, just the path of least resistance move.
1: Yeah, it does seem to mean, does seem to appear then that he's not going to make the postseason roster. Um, that because you know again they've got to cut down to 26 this is the postseason roster is less of an issue than it used to be we've had this discussion because it used to be when you had 35 people up and and all this other stuff you had to try to decide who you were gonna take i mean i think that's kind of telling right now that that's probably not the way they're going to go with gorman and you know that's an interesting thing because it does mean you know more of you know Donovan on the infield or more of Paul DeYoung, although it really doesn't feel like they're going to use Paul DeYoung anything more than a defensive replacement, right? Because they,
0: yeah, just, I just, you know,
1: I just don't you know, know what's going on there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And it that, that, it's gotten into heartbreaking territory because mm-hmm. now it's, it's almost an automatic out type situation. It's been, it's gotten really ugly since he's been back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, the, the bounce back, you know, that first, you know, 10 games after he came back and he was hitting like 300 and that was like, Hey, maybe he's figured something out, but, um, he is, uh, two for 20 in September with eight strikeouts. Um, and honestly that's better than I would have thought. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but they have, there's not been a whole lot of game. If you look at his September games played, there's one, two, three, four, five different games that he didn't actually get in at bat. You know, he just be coming in and for defensive yeah. and play. He's there's one that he uh, has a pinch hit. He do Yes, yeah, he's only started five times in September out of fourteen games. He's not going to be your you know guy that comes into the game. It's going to start the game. He's just not. Um, and if you're carrying along a defensive replacement, I guess that's not a bad one to have because. I mean, there is at least the possibility that he could run into one, although it's been a long time since he's done that.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, it, it, he struggled so much to play. No one thinks he could defend either. You know, you know what I mean? And, uh, but that's not true. He's just not the athletic type that you usually see as the, uh, as the defensive replacements, but yeah, I feel bad for him. I mean, it's, it's ugly and things have fallen apart really quickly. Um, and you, you, you wonder, um, I know this sounds kind of silly, but just due to his, short, the, his ability to play shortstop and, and mainly only play shortstop, if that's the deciding factor of how you do keep him on a playoff roster instead of the power mm-hmm. bat of Gorman, you know, that's, I was thinking about that during the Padres series. I was, I was, I was like, well, does he come back up in that situation or what? But, but I don't know and, and I'm, I'm curious to see how they do handle that situation.
1: I think, yeah, I think they're really going to want their idea is going to be get an early lead and then bring in the hands team, if you will. I mean, I was listening to the talk about birds guys today or yesterday, and, um, you know, they're talking about Ben Delugio. Does he make the roster? And there's an argument to be made for the fact that you could bring, you know, if you can find the room to carry him, not only for his speed, but for the fact that, you know, that lets you get a guy like Yepes out of the lineup or or out in the seventh inning or something of that nature. Um, so I think they're going to try to have that in mind. Yeah. I, I looked, Paul Young hit a home run last on August 20th. Um, and since then he's gone three for 40. Um, so yeah, that's, and I think that's, um, we'll, we have time to talk about it later. Uh, I don't want to really go into it now, but th- how they treat him this off season is going to be really kind of yeah. interesting. Um, other than that, I mean, Cardinals magic numbers down to four. Um, I don't, you know, no. I think we can kind of keep looking at the playoff thing. Um, pitching staff is going to be the big key. We saw a better outing from Miles Michaelis this week. He lost it. It's not the first one to nothing game he's lost this year, um, but he pitched for, pitched well against the Padres. Um, I've, you know, we've talked about a little bit about that struggles. I'm still a little bit surprised. And maybe we'll see it in the in this next week or so. But they have not. I, I keep waiting for them to, you know, either, you know, cut back on him, skip him, start something like that. And he's still going out there throwing 100 pitches a night, and you know, we've talked about it. He's he's hitting an innings area that he's not done before, or at least not in a long time. Um, and I'm still a little bit concerned that you know what he's going to have in the tank when it comes to the postseason. No, I
0: agree. And it's, uh, it was funny because, uh, Dan really got into that in, in San Diego about how they're trying to rush the clinch so they can rest Michaelis and Wainwright and, yeah. uh, try to bank some innings on those guys and, uh, and to see what they can have left. Uh, it, and I, I feel like you can do that with Montgomery a little bit at this point, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they just keep running them out, and I think it's just to try to uh, to rush and finish this out as quickly as possible, and feel like they're the best option from the beginning to end. And it, and it, I hope that that things don't completely fall apart in three weeks.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that, I mean, I get it. You, if you until you've clinched, it's no guarantees or anything like that. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't mean you can't run. I mean, you're going to have to rely on some of these other guys in the postseason anyway. So, you know, like the one against San Diego, he went six innings. You know, maybe you cut it at five. You know, uh, don't don't send him out there for that extra inning and get him close to 100 pitches. You know, cutting back to 85 pitches or something like yeah. that. We've got to get him out there on a regular basis, and I get that. But, you know, maybe that's where you look for spots, especially on a night where, you know, it, it's pretty clear that the offense isn't going to show up. I don't know. I mean, they know how to manage these guys better than I do for sure. Um, I'm just a little bit. Yeah. And Wainwright as well. You're right. Although I can't, I think Wainwright's, they're never going to skip a Wainwright start. Yeah. They just may make it shorter. Um, And it would be right. It would be very nice to get to that, but you know, right now, you know, best case scenario, they clinch on Sunday um, uh, most likely it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday when they're in Sandy in Milwaukee, uh, unless the Brewers sweep that series. Um, and with the off days and stuff in there, I mean, you're not going to get these guys a lot of rest by this point. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much good it does.
0: Yeah. That's uh yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is on that, but yeah, we've, we've talked about the, uh, the concern over the innings limits and, and it, it seems like they're past that now and it's going to ride it to the bottom.
1: I mean, they don't have a whole lot of choice. Now they did activate um, Dakota Hudson this week. And I, I I can easily see a situation where, yeah, if they do clinch, especially on, you know, if they happen to sweep the Dodgers and the Brewers lose out or whatever, or once they went, once they clinch, that Dakota Hudson gets a start instead of maybe Miles Michaelis. Um, you know, I think Jake Woodford's still around. Maybe he gets a start or comes in after Adam Wainwright gets, you know, another start with Yachty and pitches like three innings or something like that. Um I could see them trying to manage a little bit. And I guess I mean to some degree you don't want to rest a guy just you know you're not gonna sit him down for like two weeks anyway, no matter when you clinch. Um, it's all about managing and, and skipping if you can, but, um, yeah, it's going to be, um, I did again, I don't know I don't, what Wainwright pitches on Sunday. I mean, he's got to pitch in that last homestand, right? He's got to pitch that last series against the Pirates. Yeah. Cause it could be the last time he pitches in, in Bush stadium, um, in the regular season. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they juggle it all sometimes because it, it hopefully doesn't come back to bite them. Um, who do you think that I mean? I, we don't know how don't know how the things work out. I guess it would work out that way, but do you think it's a guarantee that Wayne writes the, the your opening starter in that first series?
0: I wonder. I, I I have wondered about that because uh, if the if you threw the Sunday that that would be fine to go into the uh, if I'm not certain. I think I think the playoff series is seventh, eighth, and ninth. If I'm not mistaken. It may be six, seventh, and eighth, which is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But for some reason, I was thinking it was the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Well, either way, well, mm-hmm. it's six would be potential.
1: It's seventh, eighth, and ninth. I'm okay, right. then
0: yes, I would think that he would start game one. Yeah, without, without a doubt, and I he would he pitch the home opener, and you know maybe even our home opener, the uh, home close closing game. Um, yeah. you could see a situation where you could Hudson may pitch one of the other ones, or he goes a couple innings and Hudson finishes up from there or that, or they get creative on how they do it. But, uh, I would think that that's probably a shoe in that he's going to start that game one.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably true. I can't imagine otherwise, especially the way he's pitched. Although, you know, again, he has struggled as of late and he's come, talked about that, trying to get through that dead arm or something like that. I think the only other option is, I mean, cause it's, much as Michaelis has done, we've talked about where he's yeah. at, but I think the other option is Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, I angry. agree. Um, no, and hey. we'll, see that to, yeah. we'll see that tonight and see if, you know, cause he's, he didn't struggle, but he's it'd been a, you know, a little bit less dominant. Or Come less down stronger. to
0: earth a little bit. I, that's yeah. the, the way that I was going to put it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so we'll see if that continues, but I mean, that would be really interesting to have, you know, go trade for your, for your opening playoff starter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, did, did, La- did Lackey start game one the year that he was traded, or was it the year after, the second year of the deal? I can't remember.
1: I couldn't. I could have to look, I guess. Yeah, because um, was, I
0: was trying to wonder how rare that was, but but that would make sense, and honestly, he's deserving of it. You yeah. Know, Montgomery is. So, you know, there's a lot of history involved. I, I don't know. that. The sentimentality and the and comp- the competition right now going hand in hand is actually great, actually kind of fun to watch, to watch and negotiate. <laughs>
1: well, it's it it brings a lot more to. I mean, we kind of thought we'd have the sentimentality for this year. We knew that, but it brings a lot more to the, to everything, right? That you get, you know, you can watch it in so many different levels. I guess right now is what it says. Uh, let's see. Twenty fourteen, he pitched in game three. It was the first game he pitched. In twenty fifteen, he pitched in game one. Okay, so, John Lackey. So yeah, I couldn't uh,
0: remember. I just knew that he started game one against somebody, maybe in yeah. Chicago.
1: It was it was, okay. was twenty fifteen, and he started against and pitched well. Um, um not so well the game four. Yeah, uh, that was the problem that Garcia in game two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. It's hard to believe that that's been what, yeah, you know, seven years now.
0: Well, and you know that the 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 image that sticks out to me is the fact that uh, uh, Lackey went in Game Four because they had intentions of going with Wainwright in Game Five. If you remember that, yeah, coming back from injury, and the Cardinals had a lead, and the Cubs just stormed back. And uh, uh, drawing a complete blank. Who's the shortstop that's in Detroit now? bias yeah had to yeah. had a huge three-run homer mm-hmm. and it just completely ruined any st louis Romanimans. the cubs just ran with it from there so to think that that was a lackey versus chicago type situation and then chicago goes and uh it's just a you know a shell of themselves now it's just a yeah. lot has changed is what i'm saying yeah
1: yeah it's been been that's a baseball too I
0: just, you know.
1: yeah, it is. i mean that's it's not something that we as Cardinal fans deal with a lot because, you know, again, 20 plus years now of consistently being competitive and being good and often being in the playoffs. But yeah, so many teams they have that run. And then, you know, just four or five years later, they're, you know, trying to figure out what they're doing and, and trying to rebuild. So, um, it's a, it's a thing that we're glad that we are not doing so. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I think that uh, overall, again, we saw the offense struggle this week, but they didn't get shut out. I mean, I mean, they got shut out. They didn't get blown out because the pitching staff held them in. Uh, and you know, I think for all the concerns we might have had at the, over everything else with the bullpen and stuff like that, it really feels like that's kind of coming into shape right now, right? I mean that. I mean, Helsing gave up a home run against the Padres. Uh, He's he's been touched occasionally here and there, but I still think you're going to roll into to the playoffs. You're pretty good about getting if you can get five or six good out get innings out of your starter, you feel pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's even with the downturn, which is which we were worried about. It's still you like where you're headed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's uh, – you're going to have bumps in the road. You you know you're you're playing playing hard, but you're also looking at the scoreboard and you have a lead and you know where you're going to end up. And sometimes that may even be tough to motivate yourself, which I've always – I mean, I, it sounds like you're making excuses, but I just kind of wonder about the day-to-day, um, you know, the, the monotony of, of playing, if that doesn't leak into your mind a little bit. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I still feel like you have the roster that you think could make some, some serious damage. Um and uh you know th- these, uh, these bumps in the road as you get closer are worrisome just because you wonder if they played their best, but but you still you feel like they have a puncher's chance at this point.
1: Yeah, I, it, it feel, if if Goldie and Arenado can really get going, which is they've carried this offense quite a bit, then I think you, you feel comfortable enough with the pitching staff that, right now the concern is just to make sure the offense is able to do something. And, you know, they put up 11 runs last night. So that's obviously still, you know, a possibility. Um, you know, I, I just got to look through here. I think we've seen good stuff out of most everybody that's on this roster. Um, you know, pitching wise right now, um, you know, Jojo Romero is pretty, pretty effective um, for the most part. I mean, he's not, you know, a hundred percent or anything, but, uh, you like what you see out of that, and you know Stratton's going to take some of those low inning you know, low leverage situations. Um, we saw Flaherty pitch again this week. I don't think I saw that game. Um, that was that was was that Thursday's game that he pitched. It was, it was the afternoon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that turned out. I. Had, I don't know. (laughs) That was a game I didn't actually get to follow much, but I I know I remember hearing that there were were some innings that really looked dominant for for Jack Flaherty. Um, And then, you know, overall, he gave up only two earned runs, three total runs, struck out nine, walked four. I mean, what's his – anyway, maybe we've talked about this before, but, you know, more and more data that we get out of this, is he a starter in the postseason? Or – Do you see if maybe you can, you know, let him just be the, you know, another, one of those bullpen guys. Um, I know first in the first round, probably he is that, or if he's even on the roster, maybe you don't carry him because you use him. But if you get to the second round, I guess what, I guess I'll ask you this, put it this way. Would you rather have Jack Flaherty as your fourth starter or Flaherty in the bullpen and uh, Jose Quintana as your fourth starter? I,
0: I, to me, Quintana's done everything he's can to key, to secure that rotation spot. You know, he keeps you in games, and you know he's not going to get you beat. And that's right. that. That's something right now that I think that we have fluctuating our beliefs with Flaherty, where the stuff may be great. We haven't seen it yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know, and I would be more than willing to eat crow if the twenty nineteen Flaherty came back for the playoffs. But at this point, I have a hard time sitting Quintana for him.
1: I think that's fair. I'm trying to pull up because Flantana has been quite impressive this year. And it may just come down to, I'm sure it will to some degree, who they face, right? Um,
0: That may even determine who they start in game one, too. I was thinking about that when we were talking about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's done just for this year. He has one start against the Phillies and did well. Um, He's not faced the Mets this year he's the Braves got to him in the two games. Uh, he's got, o- they've got OPS almost a thousand against him. So, you know, if you're playing Atlanta, maybe you, you don't run him out there. Um, and the Dodgers actually, he did pretty well against the Dodgers this year um, in three starts. He's uh the, the Dodgers had a 584 OPS against. So, you know, uh, it really may come down to that. Uh, and, you know, I think, I think if you're going to put somebody in the bullpen, it's more likely to be Flaherty because I just I have problems. I'm not that Quintana. I'm sure Quintana has it in the past come out of the bullpen, but he really strikes me as you know a starting pitcher that doesn't necessarily have the arsenal that makes him that dominant out of the out of the pen.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, I, and I I like the the crafty veteran in the rotation type situation too. Um, that plays a big part to me. And, and, um, and we'll see, I mean, I don't know how much the name Flaherty uh, means that it has to be in the rotation at this point, you know, of the season, you know what I mean by that? I don't know right. if the stigma is still there considering that he didn't pitch much this year. So, you know, he, he, hasn't shown enough to me yet to say, Hey, you have to start him and you feel good when he does start. And I think those are that those are some of the hurdles you have to jump before committing to that.
1: Yeah. Um. Before we wrap it up, I do want to, you know, Give a hat tip. Last night there were a lot of home runs. I know two of yeah. them got a lot of attention, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about Yepes, but you know Alec Brilson gets his first home run, pinch hitting for Pujols. I mean that. What's that? I mean he's already said that it's really cool for him that his first game he's hitting between Pujols and Yachty, right? So that I mean yeah. that's because then you tell you then you tell them, oh yeah, my first home run, I I, I pinch it for a guy that has 700, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool too, but it, it's nice. I mean, Burleson hasn't come up and just lit the world on fire. Like we thought he would, especially when we were, you know, mid season, we're talking about, you know, this guy's just, he's got to come up. He got to come up. Um, so it's nice for him to get those kind of moments. Cause it does. Again, I, I think that's when you're starting to, to pair off of people for the, for the postseason roster, he's probably one that doesn't make that cut.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's uh, and like we had talked a little bit before the show, it's uh, you know, I really wanted him to have a Donovan type start, you know, to mm-hmm. his uh, time up here, and uh, you know, it's more of the rookie type start that everybody else has, so it's right. uh, you know, tough to see. Yeah, it was awesome to see last night that that you were able to do that, and I mean, water protect this, what a productive spot in the lineup last night,
1: yeah, yeah. In fact, it's interesting just looking at this box score, I mean all the people that you, <laughs> you don't necessarily expect were contributing and the people that you do expect, I mean, again, Goldie 0 for three with a strikeout Nolan 0 for five. Um, you know, they're the only two Well, and Kisner went over five, That they're the only ones that didn't have at least a hit. Um, you know, almost everybody had an RBI. I mean, it's one of those, you know, one of those nights that everybody kind of, it just kind of blew up on the Dodgers and, you know, they don't care. I mean, they're 104, yeah. 47. So, you know, they don't care at all. Um, so uh, it was, it was a a fun night overall. Oh, I, I said, I didn't even know that, uh, Corey Dickerson got a chance to pitch. So, um, uh, it's been a while since we've seen a position player pitch and it's nice to see Corey Dickerson being productive. Um, because it, he, it's another guy that I think at some point in time, you know, he had that nice run, especially when he came off the, but that's faded and it it feels like, at times that ollie Marmol hasn't noticed that that's faded
0: yeah no i agree i that's uh and i i think that that seems to happen a lot you know whether it is the belief that the next day is the day that it's going to change and uh and you kind of write it out or they're close and you see what they what the work that they're putting in in uh, in bp and extra time and in the uh, underground cages and whatnot during games that you think that hey they're close and and you write it out i feel like you uh you believe in the players a little too much in those situations. And trust me, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> the, uh, um, um, I think that may play a part in it. And, uh, I, I do wonder, I mean, that's, that's one of those things to where, man, the O'Neill injury was, was pretty unfortunate now that, yeah. uh, that they need a spark in the outfield.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, again, hopefully he comes back in time. I, it, it doesn't sound like there's any particular reason to think he won't make it for the playoffs, but you know, again, Which Tyler O'Neill you're going to get? I mean, that's always kind of iffy. But it would help probably no matter what Tyler O'Neill you get, uh, it may be a little bit better than what we've seen out of Corey Dickerson right now. It's also very uh, fair for Corey Dickerson to get a chance to pitch, given that he's hit two of his home runs off position players. It's only fair that he gets a you know somebody else gets a chance to hit off of him. Didn't he gave up two hits and a walk, but did not give up any runs. But uh, you know, it's you know. Interesting for so often we, you know, I think about this right. Uh, sometimes you know, growing up, somebody that a position player that threw that was just like unheard of, and now what, you know, every yeah, somebody's got. I mean, you know, the the pitching and the adding pitching logs to Baseball Reference for these players is yeah, is a pretty common thing overall. Oh yeah, I, I remember talking about this couple of weeks ago, to where that was
0: so rare for that to happen. And now it's so commonplace. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, both, both teams last night did that. Um, Cause Alberto, I know has pitched, I think for the Dodgers before uh, <laughs> and pitched uh, again. And then it uh, interesting, you know, they, they bring Craig Krimble out because I know they talked about even before that game, that the no longer their closer, but um, for him to come into a eight to nothing game or something like that was a little bit surprising as yeah. well. Um, but you know, and that's you know, again, every team's got some sort of issue. Uh, Dodgers have a lot less than most people, so, um, again, it's hard to hard to put into words what seven hundred means. We've talked about that a lot, and that was pretty impressive. But the Cardinals now have to, you know, play the last play out the string to some degree and, and get that clincher, which hopefully, I mean, I I don't see how it doesn't come on the road, but especially since you'd have to, you know, otherwise you get be swept by Milwaukee. You don't want that. Um, but, man, I'd, I'd kind of like something like that to happen at Busch Stadium, right? I mean, whether one way or another, it'd be nice to win it in front of the home fans, but I think that it's going to be a, something on the road as well.
0: Yeah, just uh, uh, anyway, you can take it at this point. You know, that's, that's I think the, yeah. the, um, um, the milestone that everybody wanted to see, I think it was last night, Right. And you knew that that was almost impossible when they left last week. That that was going to happen, especially when you see that it's that it's LA, and you knew something was going to happen. Um, you know, this may play second fiddle, but you sure want to clinch at home if you could. But doesn't uh, sound like that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, and the good thing is with the playoff structure the way it is, and the way they've played, yeah, um, you know they're going to have up to three playoff games in that first round. You know, all the games will be in Bush. So that's, that's a helpful thing. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, y clinchers are nice, but you'd like to see them win a, win a world a, yeah. win a playoff series on the field as well.
0: Well, so. and I think that three game home uh, playoff series is just going to be, I, I think that's going to be great for baseball. I feel like they, I, you know, my opinion on it. I wish there were four of them, you know, in each league, but, uh, but now it's not going to happen, but I think that'll be special in St. Louis, it, it, especially considering the circumstances.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. So, anyway, um, Alan, I'll be with you next week. Uh, probably talking about the, the the clincher and and then the last little bit of the season before the playoffs and and how all that's going to line out. So, until next time, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. <laughs>